Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with David Hensel. He's a friend of mine. I found him on TikTok. Y'all know me. And he is a spiritual medium. That's pretty much how he describes himself because he channels his guides. So David, welcome to the show. And let's talk about this. Hi, Leslie. I hope you're doing well. I am doing great. Tell me what you mean by channeling your guides as opposed to just being a spiritual medium. Tell me the difference. Well, I don't know if that's the exact right label. It's just what I've been labeled by people. Um, I I did a lot of my studying with people across the pond in the UK and stuff like that. And I just like their way of things, even though most of the spiritual revolution actually started in the States. But I like the way they do it in Europe. And some people who do what I do, they call themselves psychic mediums. Mm -hmm. And psychic is pretty much being able to see the past, the present, and possible future. It's always possible future. And that's what they go by for psychic information or card reads and so on and so forth. When I connect, I connect to the consciousness, which I guess would be God consciousness, Jesus consciousness, Christian consciousness, whatever you want to call it. Right. I connect to that in the guides, and they're the ones who give me the answers. The reason I think that they put me on that route was because sometimes with psychic information, like people say, am I going to get that job? And if I looked at it psychically, it might be, no, it's just not there. Mm. It's not going to happen. Although my guides have always told me a long time ago, they said, David, don't ever take away hope from another human being, Mm. whether you see it or not. They said, ask us and we will tell you how they can get on the right path. So that's when I stopped doing the psychic stuff and I go straight to a guide or someone who knows the person I'm talking to and I ask them and they might say, yeah, they're not going to get that job. This is why. So let them know if they really want this in their life, they just kind of got to shift right here. Mm. And usually when I get that information, people feel so much better because they don't feel like they've had the world pulled out from under them. And it's not a false sense of anything. It's literally, you know, if you're on one path and that job's not on that path and you're walking down it, you need to get on a path that's headed towards that job. Right. And I've also had guides say, let them know that they most likely won't get this, but that's only because there's something better coming. So they need to just hold it out for a moment. Well, and when you come with it with such good intention, only good's going to come out of it. So I totally get that. Yeah. That's amazing. So now that we know you can really communicate with your guides, what happens like when you talk to people and answer questions like you have this amazing page on TikTok and they ask you all these amazing questions like, are Ouija boards real? What is a haunting? What's a demon? How do you answer those questions? Well, long story short, it really depends. When I first got on TikTok, I was on there for, I don't know, a couple months and I wasn't getting too far. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even want to be on TikTok, honestly. Yeah. And I kept getting that nudge from my guides to do it. Yeah. And some questions started coming in. People started asking me a couple questions. And one was about, I believe the question was about what happens to children who didn't make it into the world for whatever reason. Okay. And I looked at that question and the guides lit it up for me. Mm-hmm. So when I say they light up a question, it's almost like they put that question in your head and that thought in your head and it won't go away until you do something about it. 
So that's what they do to me. And I don't mind. I don't mind. At first, I thought it was disheartening, but but it's not. So they put that question in my head, and I said, but I don't know, really. I said, I know what happens. I know all this. They said, we will tell you. So when they say that, that means before I answer a question, I got to get out of my space. Mm, I've learned how to do that very quickly. And I got out of my space. I answered the question because they wanted me to answer it so badly. And I answered it and I clicked it and I published it. And I sat on the couch and I said, oh my gosh, I hope that I do not offend somebody. That video went viral and I got like 45K views on it. And then another question came up that was almost just like the same thing. And I said, are you going to give me this answer? Because I don't want to be, you know, and they're like, yeah, let's do it. You know this, you already know this. Mm. So I did it and that one went viral. And that was their way of saying, listen, if we can get that answer to you, we'll light up the question and you go ahead and answer it. And it's been guides talk to me to explain to people. It's almost the equivalent of if you're just sitting there and you have all these thoughts in your head and you're thinking about dinner and thinking about this and thinking about that, those thoughts get moved aside and their thoughts come in and I'm like, they're stuck in my head. The only way to get rid of those thoughts is to express them. So when they do that, I have to express the thought. It comes in in blocks of thought. It's automatic. It's like you just start talking and for some reason it all makes sense. (laughs) In a way, I guess I'm constantly channeling when I do any type of spiritual guide work or anything. I know people have asked me questions while I was channeling and about myself, and I will honestly not know the answers because I'm not me at that moment. I'm kind of moved off. No, and I totally get that because, you know, a lot of times when people ask you about demons and Ouija boards, you come at these questions so gently and with the best intentions that the best answers are there where, you know, like we don't have to be afraid of demons because I don't really think demons exist. I think people are just pissed off spirits. I mean, you know? Yeah, there's different planes of existence. Just like we were talking about your father earlier. There's different places for people to go. It depends on your energy. We're in a world right now that, that is real. So I want to, you know, let your listeners know this is a real world. Things are happening and this is real in real time. But it's not your natural state of being. This is more like a dream. Yes. Um, When we leave here, it's not even death. It just seems like death to the people observing it. But to us, we're basically just transitioning back to ourselves. So the focus is coming off of our physical reality, and it's going back to who we really are. Now, what we have learned from this reality is going to put you in a certain vibrational place. Right. Which means if you are a totally terrible, terrible person, you're not going to right away be with everybody else. You're not going to be able to freely go. When they talked about, like, my father has many mansions, you know, the Bible stuff and all that. Right. That's because they're talking about there's many, many different places to be over there. Everybody only speaks of heaven. As far as I'm concerned, anything outside of this reality is a heaven in a sense. And your heaven is based off your perception. If you came from a very terrible place here and you left, even though the ego and all that is kind of dissipating, some people hold on to it. They don't want to go over or they have a fear. So they end up in a place that's not so great. I think people mistake those people for demons, so to speak. And demons never really came into existence until religion. 
And religion is the one who took a negative or positive way of being and just labeled it as something. And that's what we cause it. And then as we interpret things, if something's negative, really negative, some people will interpret or think they saw like this shadow figure. And then next person sees that same shadow figure. The next thing you know, that shadow figure exists. It took on a form now. You can take energy and make it into a form. I mean, people don't understand how powerful they really are. And they're doing that. So we create our own demons. I have to say, I agree with every single thing you said, because it's just one of those things where, you know, if you go into it with fear and you go into it with, you know, an understanding maybe with what you were brought up with, let's say it's religion, and you've been taught you have to fear this and you have to respect it and you have to bow down on all the things, I can understand why people would say, oh, because he's an angry God or whatever and he's going to get you. And so there's the demon right there. Yeah, and that's it right there. And a lot of people also use that demonology stuff. Um, I hear a lot of religious folk will say, oh, I did that because I let Lucifer or the devil or something. I was influenced by them, and I called bull on that. People need to be accountable for their own actions because there isn't anything on that other side making anybody do anything. Exactly. We we are the deciding factor. Can we be influenced? Absolutely. People can be influenced by something that is negative, and that usually happens when they have low self-esteem or a very low vibration. Or if you drink or do a lot of drugs, I'm not judging anybody on that. Go ahead, because I spent a lifetime of drinking and way too many drugs. And it's influential. I probably had more dark shadow sightings during that period of my life than any other period. And once that was gone, I don't have them anymore. They're nowhere to be found. It's like they just can't get through to you. Because even if something is dark to me, I'm like, well, I know that it didn't start out dark. And I know that everything started out in neutral energy. And whatever experience that being went through is what caused it to be what it is today. So you're almost like a spiritual counselor to some of these spirits because you're like, listen, I can help you. You don't have to be so mad or so angry because I know you didn't start out that way. So what can I do to help? Yeah, I do that with human beings as well. I mean, as you know, Leslie, I tell you, there is a lot of human beings that even as a spiritual person who's filled with love and light does not like. Yeah. And, and I don't like their actions. And I know people say God hates the sin but loves the sinner. Uh, God doesn't care. Sin all you want because you're supposed to, because you need to learn something from it. Like right. I said, this is a polarizing place. You know, you can't know hot without cold. You can't know good without evil. Right. You can't know all that. And fear is probably the worst thing. Fear is what brings up the worst thing. Because what is the opposite of love? Fear. Yeah. If there isn't love, you're going to get fear. And I think what happens is people think that love has everything to do with relationships and kissing and hugging and just being next to them. That has nothing to do. That's not love. That's a very, very small part of love. That's something you can experience in the physical. When you are alone in the middle of a field and you look around and you just feel like this is the best thing and you could never do anything around it no matter what happened to that field you still love it and there's nothing else that can take that away from you that's love 
Yeah. It's unconditional. Once you put conditions on something, as far as I'm concerned, you just took a little bit of that love away. Oh, totally agree. That gratitude and that just living in the moment kind of thing too, because I know that if you uh, live in the past, you can kind of be depressed. And if you worry about the future, you've got anxiety. So it's just like, guys, I try to tell people this too, just my friends and myself too. I got to live in the moment more. And, you know, I've got that nine-month-old grandbaby now, and I'm like, you know what? I didn't live in the moment with my kids. It was all about getting them on the bus or getting them on, you know, getting them old enough to feed themselves or whatever it was at the time. And now I'm like, I can really relish in this and really appreciate. And that's how life is. So let me ask you something. Back to, like, the paranormal stuff. So what is a haunting then? Is it somebody just wanting to visit the place or do you think it's somebody that just misses it do you think it's because someone's mad and they just want to get their feelings across what do you think it is uh, there's two different ways to speak about it okay. because there's a humanistic point of view of it and then there's an other side point of view okay of it. the only difference is in the human side we tend to want to label everything yes. and we have to label it so i need to know my spirit guide's name i need to know your name i need to know this and that if you were on the other side, like when I was over there, it really didn't matter what a name was or anything else. You felt knew the person. It was just like you're connected. You know them. And that's because they're part of you. You know right, everything right. about them. Now here, we'll look at the paranormal from a human point of view. And I'll give the human explanation because okay. that's probably easiest yeah. for people. So when you decide to leave here, whenever that is, you still have choices. You have choices whether you're here or there. You always have free will whether you're here or there. Everything in this entire universe, including the universe or God, whatever you'd like to call it, has free will. Yeah. So if somebody was to leave here and had a strong attachment to something, like there are some who have had like a, a overdose mm. and they might not go over right away for a few things. They don't want to go fully transition. And that could be because of attachments, which means they missed out on the world. And now that they realize they missed it, you know, they want to stick around longer, right. um, which is probably very upsetting because they're wondering why nobody's paying attention to them because it's going to feel like the same world you're going to have your body and everything but you're like why is no one paying attention to me they are not stuck so i'm going to put that out there there is a spirit who's stuck it's a choice okay why they're doing that there will always be another energy trying to talk to them going you don't have to stay it's time to go they'll have people talk to them tell them that some people are so addicted to even like drugs that's where you get the attachments is what Mm. people call them they will stay close to somebody who is like them. And the reason they stay close to somebody who's like them is because for some strange reason, and I don't remember the feeling myself, but they almost feel the drug they're doing. They almost feel exactly what they're doing. Mm. They get very close. And that's what I think an attachment is. And that's why I think some people go, it's, I feel weird. I've got something following me and my whole life is crazy. It's like, well, you, you could have somebody who's very used to doing what you're doing. You know, and that's why. And then people go, well, how do I get rid of the attachment? I'm like, you need to change your life because once you change your life, the attachment has, they have to leave. 
because they don't want what you want. So they have to leave. You don't need anybody to take it from you. It totally makes sense. I mean, yeah. Feed something, it's going to go away. (laughs) Well, that's with honestly, that's with anything, you know, with anything negative in your life, whether it's just a person that's a narcissistic person or someone that's just not nice or, or hauntings. Yeah. And I know hauntings is a strange word. I call them hauntings too, but it's actually kind of a double-edged sword on that word. There are some who love their home, let's say. They totally love their home. They don't want to leave it. They're not mean. They're not nothing, but they know that they're cross, but they don't want to go over yet. They may hang out in that home for as long as they want to because there's no time. So they're not noticing like, I've been haunting my house now for about six months and maybe I should go. They don't know. They don't know the difference between six months and five months and four months. Right. No, it doesn't matter. They just hang out. Some go back and forth. I did a um, investigation at this really cool asylum in Indiana, which was, everybody said was so terrible. And every spirit that I spoke to there, nobody was terrible, but the stories about them were, in fact, they even had, it was a story, one of the ladies wanted, she asked me to tell them that that is not what they're saying in their tour isn't correct. And she actually gave the validation for them to check. And the tour guide had said to me, oh my gosh, he was floored. He's like, we've been lying. And I said, no, not lying, but you've been playing a game of telephone with the tail. It's, oh, it just okay. got embellished. And then right when people go into houses and they think something's negative there, they will experience that negativity. And then we leave that negativity behind. People don't understand that energy doesn't go away. It Never, ever, form. ever. Yeah, we exactly. are energy. So yeah. I'll give it to you like this. Here's a great example. So I'm in my house right now. I'm talking to you. And all of a sudden there's a knock at my door and somebody walks in and they're talking to me. And all of a sudden you don't hear me anymore. And you find out that I passed away. Well, if nobody knew what happened, there could be a story. We think that that person who came to the house has murdered him. Right. Whether he did or didn't doesn't matter. That story is now going to stick. Whenever somebody comes to visit this house, they're going to come in with the attention was and tell the story that David was in this house and he was murdered by this stranger who came in there. We think he had a machete. And then they're going to embellish over and over. As they do this in this house, that energy stays here. So then somebody else might walk in, know nothing about the house, but walk into that energy and go, oh, my God, I don't like how it feels here. Right. Yeah. And it's because of the energy left behind, even from a story. And the thing is, we don't know how powerful we really are because it truly is all energy. It's all vibration. We are disgustingly powerful. So (laughs) I don't know. I wish people would use it. I know. Listen, I go to the healing temple like almost every night now. I'm like, mom, dad, take me there. Cause you know what? I want to be here as long as I possibly can be. And so, you know, I don't want to have a lot of pain. Not that I have any pain, but you know, I want to be in my nineties and still be going strong. So take me however many nights you need to take me so that I can be the best for everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know what the hardest thing is to wrap, even a wrap around my head, but I have to remember like during my near death experience, before I passed out, I was in a whole lot of pain for yeah. about two weeks oh, i was wow. it was terrible terrible yes. debilitating pain and once i closed my eyes for that first time and then when i went over after the blackout when i went over i didn't think about the pain in fact i know that i went through pain but i could not bring it up and tell you what it feels like at all wow I, it's gone and so 
almost every spirit that I've ever talked to, too, if you ask them, you know, hey, how did you go? Some people go, oh, I had this kind of cancer and, then, you know, they had to remove my leg and they had to do that. And I'm right. like, well, did it hurt? They're like, well, no, because once you go over, it almost feels like, you know, when you're you're afraid to go to the doctor to get a shot and then you, yeah. you're, you build yourself up for it and you get down there, you lift up your shirt, they put in your needle. And you're like, oh, wait, oh, it's over. Exactly. And then it's done. Yeah. And that's all you remember of it, really. Oh, yeah, there's a little picture of the stone. That's how spirit <laughs> thinks about their own passing. It's like, oh, I don't know, at the time it was something, but yeah. I'm not worried about that time right now. To my listeners, David is a near-death experiencer, and that's a whole other issue that I haven't even gotten to yet. Now, David, did you have abilities before you crossed over for that brief time? Oh, you did, okay. When I was a very young child, I thought, well, I don't know how far you want to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, I was a very young child, and we had lots of goings on in our house. So okay. I, as a child, three, four, five, I had doors closing in the attic up in our house. I oh, had wow. noises. We've had outlets spark uh, for no reason. I had, uh, me and my cousin had a record player unplug, and the plug hovered and then plugged itself back in. What? Um, we had, yeah, we both remembered it. It was like we reconnected about 20 years later. We were sitting talking to you on the bar at this point, and we were sitting at the bar, and I said, hey, Pam, do you remember the record player? And her eyes just opened up, and she goes, that was real, wasn't it? And I said, that was yeah, real? Do you remember that really it? She said, happen. yeah. That was my biggest thing in my life, that small thing. And I was like, that was so real. It, it was it was seen by two people. So wow. that happened. And, and then ghosts. And then when I was about 17, 18, that's when I started seeing them. And mm. I, at first I saw them as full apparition. Oh, I wow. mean, like it was standing there. We had a couple encounters with that. And that was the end of it for me. Oh, I'm like, no, well, yeah. it's scaring me. I don't want this. And they followed us from house to house. I mean, my mom used to say, every house we lived in was haunted. I'm like, because they kept following me around. <laughs> well, you know, it's almost like, and I hate to say it this way, but I think you understand where I'm coming from. It's almost like you needed to have that experience, that near-death experience to understand it's not scary. It's not something you need to fear, right? Cause, yeah. Yeah, exactly, because when I think back out of it, and it sounds scary, and a lot of stuff I went through sounds scary, but you know what? Not one of them ever hurt me. None of them ever yeah. physically hurt me. Just a couple jump scares. My guides now, I used to hear the talking in my head as a child. So mm. it, it was like I would have uncontrollable thoughts and urges to do stuff. and get. But every last one of them was positive because that's what people always say. Oh, you're possessed as a child. I'm like, no, I wasn't possessed. I just always got that nudge and it's hard to explain. They're like, do this, do that. They saved me from a lot of things. I was in the woods with a couple other kids and a uh, child molester. He ended up being a child molester and they got me out of it. Oh my God. And yeah. And that guy ended up getting hit by a train, which is, oh, it's in my book. Um, but oh. they got me away from him by making me aware of some baby rabbits. And that's what got me out of the situation. I saw the baby rabbits. I no longer paid attention to him. I had the baby rabbits and they kept going on with what he was trying to do with other children. Oh. And then they told me something's wrong. And that's what I felt all of a sudden. Because I was a kid. I didn't know what was right and wrong. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden I said, something's wrong. And I said, guys, I got to take the baby bunnies and go because they're going to die. That's what they told me. And so I grabbed all the baby bunnies and we left and the kids followed me. So that whole plan of his got foiled. Well, thank and, God. Yeah. And, and I saved some bunnies. <laughs> so. well, well, you know, also just the fact that you listened to them 
and that you weren't afraid of them. I listened constantly, but when it no longer made sense and I wanted to just be normal because, you know, and then I saw like my first alien when I was like, I think it was like five or six. What? Okay. You haven't told me this story. Oh, you had no. No. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't tell people that for the longest. I mean, some of my friends knew and family members knew. When I was about six years old, I think it was five or six. Mm, no, I might have been younger because I, I, all I can remember about that part is that I was very young. Yeah. But I was down south here. I live now at my grandmother's house. And my dad had picked me up out of the family room. Everybody went to bed. He picked me up and was carrying to my bedroom. So I was like holding, you know, he was like walking forward and I was facing behind him, you know, yeah. holding his neck. And as we were going, and I wasn't sleeping yet or tired. That was the whole thing. And I swear to you, everything just seemed to stop. Mm. And I still remember that. Everything stopped. There wasn't wind. There wasn't temperature. There wasn't anything. Mm. And in front of me was this, I'll call him a gentleman, was a being. And I just looked at him and he nodded at me. And I remember hearing what he said. And it was basically just, we're here. And I said, okay. I was like, all right. I don't know where here is. And then my dad started walking again. I started walking. He stepped back. So it's like he stopped everything in order to tell me something. I might be missing some of the message, too. He's come back a few times. That was a real in-person physical thing. Like I could have reached out and touched him. He was there. The weird thing about it, and this is what some people in the paranormal field, why I don't tell everybody, is because he did look different than us. And he did look reptilian-like, and this is before I knew what a reptilian was. And quite frankly, I think that whole reptilian myth that people have or they're evil and all that, I think that's crap because I have – this gentleman was not. He he was void of emotion, so he wasn't as, like, happy-go-lucky. Right. But he was very matter-of-fact and kind of void of emotion. And that was it. And I think when he said you're here, I think that he meant they're actually here. But they're not doing anything. They're not, I don't know if they're influencing people or not. They never influenced me for anything because I'm the most positive yeehaw person you could ever meet. So (laughs) I don't think that they're mean people at all. So when I started telling people about it, they're like, oh, a reptilian. And I had somebody accuse me of being a reptilian one time on TikTok. They're like, your eyes change while you're doing your video. I'm like, guys, you're just paranoid. I'm not a reptilian. I can tell everybody that I know that. And plus, I will say, though, every one of us has some sort of DNA. And the reason reptilian came out, is I think it's a scientific term that we have a reptilian part of our brain. Oh, right, right. I think yeah. That's why they refer to reptilians. I don't call these guys reptilians. I just call them the other being. Did you lose time? Like you said, everything kind of went still. Did, do you think you lost time and they oh, took you somewhere? A lot of episodes in my lifetime where I've lost time. Oh. I've asked my guides over and over, and this is where they clam up. I have woke up. Really? And I said, yeah, and I woke up and I said, where was I? And they're like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> I know I was someplace just now. I know I went someplace else. One time I laid down to take a nap and, oh my gosh, oh, I thought I took a nap, but I laid down for a minute and the next thing I know it, I woke up and I was someplace else in my house. I was laying in my bed and I was, I was really tired and woke up wow. and when I woke up again, I was on my couch, but, and I still to this day, I'm the most skeptical woo-woo person you'll ever meet. Yeah. And I sat on that couch and I thought, maybe I was sleepwalking. Well, you know, this is what I've heard. I have heard from many people that I know and are friends with 
that a lot of times these aliens, you whatever you want to call them. I know I know a lot of people don't like calling them that, but that's what they are. I think in my yeah. mind, that's what we have to refer to them as. They want us to stick around and bring light to the world. So they bring us up on their ship or whatever. I, I'm just saying what they say. And they keep us healthy and they make sure we're doing okay. And they give us well checks. You'll find this interesting. They do. They're trying to do. Our DNA is from. I mean, I don't want to screw anybody's beliefs up, but <laughs> we're not Adam and Eve from Adam and Eve. So right. there was a Homo sapien where that the story goes is there's a Homo sapien that existed on this earth. And then when a certain group of people came here, they adjusted the DNA to make them more like them so we could work with them and work for them. Mm. But it kind of got weird. And some of the other part of that race didn't like what they were doing as far as adjusting the dna so they said just leave them alone to progress on their own and that's where we are today okay. so if that makes people feel weird remember this you're a spirit having a human experience right. so you're only human while you're here you're not a human soul you're not a human any you're just a spirit having this thing but i had asked the question during one of my sessions with my guides and all that i had asked why are they taking people and they're coming back with these horrific stories? Yeah. You know, about this thing. I said, why is that? And one of my guides who is, I, I love him, but he's such a smart aleck. Um, but he had said, he's saying to me, he's like, well, one, it's all contracted. Nobody's doing anything against their will. Mm. So you had the possibility of this happening and there it is, but you agreed to it. And he said, when you go there, they try their best to take that away from you, to lower the veil on that experience. Right. But he said, and then you guys go and you get regressed and they bring the memory back up and then you refeel everything. Mm. He said, that's the same as, as you going for an operation and going under anesthesia. And then afterwards, you said, how did the surgery go? And, and you said, well, hey, we'll regress you back so you can feel that slice across your chest and we right. were cutting you open, okay? Yeah. And so we kind of bring that back on ourselves and it probably seems, you know, I'm sure it is horrific to somebody who doesn't remember or know. I'm sure it might seem horrific, but then there are so many who have really good things happen to them. Well, and you know, David, it's true because, you know, not everybody is into this spiritual stuff like you and I, and let's just say they're just really good humans and they're trying to kind of keep them around too and just say, Hey, listen, we're just making sure you're good and you don't know what's going on. And I'm just speculating guys. I don't know if this is true or not. Let me just have fun with this so they take them on their ship and they do whatever they do and they get regressed or whatever because they were trying to quit smoking I don't even know right and all of a sudden they say oh my gosh you were abducted by an alien and now we're scared to death and now we're going to write a book about it and make people know that this is horrific and I hate this stuff and and all it was was they're just trying to keep you here a little longer because you're just all love and light and they love that about us right yep I always tell people people always ask me Dave when are they going to show up it is within the next couple of years because the 10 oh, really? year span started in 2023 yeah oh okay so yeah that's good to know guaranteed i will say that right now hand to heart guaranteed most of us will know them in our lifetime or know of them they started coming to people already a lot more but they say why are they going to people who nobody knows it's like because why would they go straight to the government and talk to those people they already know 
that yeah. the government is not the people to talk to. <laughs> you know, right. they want to talk to us. We're in that change. They can't make themselves known until we have a shift. That's why there's so many more spiritual people. That's why so many more people are being more open to crazy things because the world is shifting. You have the entire world consciousness is shifting over. And as soon as we shift over to, I guess you would call it 4D or, you know, some people, as soon as we do that, they can land because then they know, okay, it's cool. We can do this without hurting anybody or without adjusting anybody's beliefs. But they know already when they do come here, I think the biggest problem is that religion will have to totally be readjusted. Right. No, and I I do agree with that because I do think that there's some religious beliefs that are absolutely true and should be held and hold true to your soul and your heart. But when it comes to other things that were more fear-based, yeah, you're going to get a little upheaval here with, with religious stuff. So I totally get that. But I also know that if they were to try to communicate with the government, I think they have have in the past they probably knew better though they want control the government wants control of the people and when they see that aliens or extraterrestrials have the ability to have zero gravity and we don't have to use the sun solar we don't have to use fossil fuels we don't have to use whatever things that totally destroy the earth to have power and that's something that it takes away from them they don't have the the money anymore right yeah do you want to hear something weird and some people might not admit to it but if it makes sense to someone and it resonates with you then this is it they were never allowed as even spirit and aliens who are some are in 5d some are 4d nobody's allowed to adjust our journey but they can give us gifts which they have. Gifts come in different forms. They gave us the gift of nuclear power. It was never supposed to be used for what it was. But once they gave it to mankind, they can't adjust that. That's why they started showing up almost like, whoops, these dudes just, you know, they're going right to war. What's the problem? And so that's why they counteract everything. I don't believe that there will ever be a nuclear war because there is no other planet that would let it happen because anything that happens to this planet has a ripple effect yes. out into the universe. Absolutely. Totally, totally agree. Yeah. They just come here. They're just trying to feel it out. They're basically our cousins, our brothers, and our sisters. I, you I know? agree. Don't get me wrong. Seeing a whole other humanoid, if you want to call them that, it's really freaky to a lot. Of, it would be freaky to me to see something like that. But you know it's going to make it a lot more better for people to accept? We have Jesus and all that. People always ask me, was Jesus real? I believe, yes, Jesus oh, sure. is absolutely real. Yes. The whole situation is... Once again, a game of telephone and it was taken out of context and it was used for control. Okay. Right. So it's funny how so many times the other side has tried to put us in a direction and that just shows you how young we are. We are literal Neanderthals to them Yeah. because we don't listen. Everybody wants to go to war. Everybody wants to go to power. Everybody wants to go to greed. Right. And they're trying to fix that. And, and we all have egos on this plane of existence. And I don't necessarily and, think and they, so do they to yeah. an extent, they have an, an extent too, but they use theirs differently. Our existence is a lot different than their existence. Right. Like they have their own, like we have Jesus and Buddha and all those, those other places have deities just like that as well. Mm, and okay. actually, if you look at it this way, they're all the same deities in different form. They all are coming here. People just come in and out to help the world. It's just kind of, it is just a giant play. Yeah, I know. I, I totally agree. And, you know, it makes you wonder if Gene Roddenberry, who invented uh, Star Trek 
or, you know, the people that started Star Wars, you know, the Lucasfilms, you know, and, and you see these different beings in all these bars and you see, you know, all these different kinds of people just hanging out, coexisting with each other. You're kind of like, I swear, that's that galactic thing that I've had other people come on my podcast that have had alien experience and, and researchers of aliens talk about it. And they're like, where do you think it all came from? These well, because if you look at it, Everything is created. I was just telling this to some people last night. So everything is created from imagination. Imagination yeah. has to come from someplace. That's exactly Every what house yeah. that you see, yeah. somebody had to imagine that before it was built. True. Yeah. Now, when you saw Star Wars, that had to be imagined before it was done. And the imagination came from somewhere. Right. That energy came from somewhere. So there is, in fact, a parallel to all those things. Um, I don't know exactly what they're like or anything. I know that the guy I seen, and I also seen another little one who came, he used to sit on my bed. He was very cool. He was kind of scary looking, but he was very cool. Wow. Let me ask you this, though, David. Do you think crop circles come from aliens? I kind of think they do. Oh, they do. Okay. They absolutely do. Okay. But they also come from within the Earth, too. Oh, see, there's a whole... There's a connection. Okay. It, um, the other beings, their spiritual connection is strong. Ours is not. That's the only reason we didn't understand things. So okay. they understand it because their connection to the other side is gone. Most civilizations outside of us, when they lose someone... They just go, oh, they just went back. And that's it. There's like no grieving. There's no all that. Yeah. But we grieve here because of what we were taught, because of how the world ended up. We were taught that death is the worst thing that can happen to anybody. Mm. Uh, we were taught that if somebody takes your life, it's bad. There's other civilizations I was told of that literally if there's a fight or something on that planet, one being would just, if he knew it was okay, would just lay down his life because he knew he would be okay. He's just going to go back home. It's almost the same as animals. That's why animals are so perfect. They just kind of accept the moments, no matter what happens. Right, no, they just exactly. accept the moments, even though they might not even know the big picture behind it. They just accept it. They're, they're like, cool. They're like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. I know I'm going to be okay. They just feel it. They know it. Well, while we're on the subject of like interdimensional and you said it comes from within, do you think there are extraterrestrials living in hollow earth or whatever, or Bigfoot or Loch Ness or those kinds of things too? My conclusion for Bigfoot is interdimensional. Okay, me too. They just are. And they're actually very intelligent. They're spiritually more advanced than human beings. Way more advanced. I believe it. <laughs> Way more advanced than yeah. human beings. Loch Ness Monster... I have asked, and my answer I always get, no matter what I ask about it, is that, yes, it exists. And I always ask, in what capacity? Yeah. Though, like, in the capacity of everything else that exists, you choose to see what you want to see mm -hmm. while you're there. So it exists, just like the dinosaurs still exist. Right. Time is happening all at once, even though we're in our own little quadrant of reality. Yeah. Of a linear time base. Right. So do you think that there are aliens that live within the Earth as well? I think there are some that live in places. And I know that the Earth is bigger than what people see. And this will probably kill flat earthers. And I'm so sorry, flat earthers. <laughs> I don't believe um, in flat Earth either. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> it's not flat. We've all agreed that it's a round sphere like everything else. And right. there is an inner part of it. It is so deep. I, I think there are worlds not like this one. But I think there are things that most likely live beneath our surface. Okay. I don't know a lot about them. I always tell people, usually when my guides talk to me, it's kind of like on a need-to-know basis. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. 
That makes, yeah. but that makes sense though, because here's the deal. We are going to interpret it, David, the way we're going to interpret it. And they know that. So exactly. So how you interpret an alien is different than maybe how you interpret Loch Ness monster. And you had an experience with someone who, who quite possibly was an alien in your view. You've never had any experience with the Loch Ness monster. Therefore, maybe it's more of a tulpa. If you believe it's going to be there, it, it becomes real. You know what I'm saying? And if it's yeah. not there. Tulpas are weird. Um, some people used to call Bigfoot a tulpa, but I, I, I think Bigfoot is in existence. A tulpa is basically, you know, it's been imagined so much that exactly. it actually creates itself. And and that's what humans do. We create all these, when people talk about demons and stuff too, you know, whenever a child screams and yells, has nightmares and says they've seen this and seen that, and they pass that on and a lot of other people seen this and seen that, that becomes a tulpa. It becomes existence. We made that energy into yes. existence. That energy has to exist someplace. Those are the energies that live in what we call the lower level or lower earth. They're not in the earth. It's just the lower levels. Lower levels does not mean things are evil or bad or hell. Everybody always points down to hell, but I think that's because of Dante's Inferno. There's a place where every scream, every scary monster, every everything is an energy that's existence all at the same time. And if you end up in that place, it's going to seem really super scary to you. Right. But it's all fear-based, don't you think? It's all about just how you interpret. It's fearful energy, so you're going to pick up that fear if you there you're going to just automatically do it there's nothing you can do to not feel that fear because everything there is fear but everything also gets transmuted at some point i don't know if people ever heard of saint germain and the violet flame yes i have so saint germain the violet flame the violet flame is able to transmute things and that's just kind of an analogy or a way humans need to see it that's why you call it like that but there are energies that transmute energies the earth transmutes energies i used to tell people even like in different shamanic practices and stuff i've taken stones and i've told my problems to the stones what i needed to do and i will go back and bury them and give them back to the earth and tell the earth thank you and could you please you know take this for me yeah. and they do and they just transmute that energy and trees do it trees can do that for you yes. um, paper the directions the wind those all have and it sounds weird and i know people are probably going that dave is a weirdo um <laughs> Everything has a consciousness. Everything yes, has a type of personality. So like the directions, north, south, east, west, the wind, the rocks, the sun, the rain, yes. the water, it all has a consciousness to it. I totally agree. I think we, we have been all those things because to me, it's like you can't experience earth if you don't know what it's like to be in nature. And I think that's why we have empathy for animals or empathy for trees or nature or whatever it is that maybe we once were or insects, you know, and, and I I know that sounds so woo woo. It's not if you think about it. If you are one who really, 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 really loves nature and that's your whole deal, it could be you're having a remembrance of the love of who you were or who I you agree. are. I agree. So let me go back to when you talk to people about spirits and that kind of thing. Are you ever worried about a spirit following you or someone being so attached to you because you finally are giving them some kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm not here by myself. I can get out of here. I'm going to follow David around or whatever. Do you have a protection? What do you do? 
No, I don't have a fear of that at all. Okay. And I think that's what throws, because it depends on the medium. It depends on the spiritual person and everything. There are some who will do pairs of protection and everything. And some call me crazy. They're like, Dave, you don't do any protection spells. I'm like, no, I used to. And it's never done anything to me to prove to me that it was trying to hurt me. There was nothing that was ever trying to hurt me. Stuff that happened in life that gave me a horrific life had nothing to do with the other side doing it. It had everything to do with certain situations yeah. and choices that I made. I told my guide, I'm like, am I going to be okay? And they always say, yes, because you always have a knowing you're protected. So that's never going away. But also, let me ask you this, because we're talking about stuff that's kind of real and we make real or not real. What about curses and hexes? Are those real? Only if you buy into it. Yeah. You have to buy into a curse. And I tell, I've had so many people, I was cursed. And I said, okay, well, if I were to say to you, Leslie, I'm putting a curse on you. I don't know why, but I'm just putting a curse on you because you deserve it. And you and you bought into that. And yeah. and right after I said that, and you're like, oh, a curse. I don't believe in curses. But then right after you might stub your toe, you might go, what was that? And then like a dish breaks. Yeah. Oh, wait. And then somebody calls you and says, your mail's late. Oh, your husband got in a car accident. It's all going to be because of the curse. And you're going to make it stronger and stronger and stronger. And because we create our experience. So we create so our own if, reality. Yeah. In your experience, you are being caused harm because somebody else put this word curse on you. Then that's now in your experience. And it's going to be 100% absolutely real for you. Oh, yeah. But And then when somebody says to you, okay, I removed that curse. And if you believe that you will never blame anything on the curse anymore. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take the validity away from people that maybe believe in those kinds of things, like maybe a, a white witch or whatever. But I don't know if they actually call them those things, if, if they're yeah. good, right? I'm going to, I'm going to jump on your side with you. I don't want to take the validity away from anybody else who deals in this thing. Right. I do have to say, though. There are places, like people will say it's cursed. They're just, it's just the word they're using, okay? Yeah. They will say, we walk into this place, and it's terrible. We call it cursed. Okay, it's not necessarily cursed. There are places that contain a lot of energy that does not feel good to a right. lot of people. Right. So if they call it cursed, because all it took was one person to say this yes. land is cursed, that is now what they dubbed it and labeled it. It's like a tulpa in that way too, right? It is. It is. If you look at everything we're talking about, it all comes back around itself. It all comes around full circle. Yes. And it's our, our lives are our belief systems. Our belief system is what makes our lives what they are. Your belief system on the other side makes how your experience is going to go when you get there. You're exactly right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. David, I could talk to you for hours. So tell everyone where they can find you, what your website is, everything that they need to know about you. Well, my website was redone by a wonderful client of mine and wow. she just and she wanted to redo my website and that was absolutely wonderful. She did a beautiful job. My wow. website is called theywhispertome.com. They whisper to me. And okay. I'll tell you, since it's on your show, there is something on there I have a called the clarity reading. A clarity reading is about thirty minutes and that's if you have all kinds of life problems or counseling or you want to hear about guides or, you know, ask those really weird woo-woo questions and yeah. have fun answers or anything going. Um, if you use the code, the gift at checkout, it's going to take $10 off that oh, reading. Nice. And it's a real, okay. and it's a cheap reading to begin with. Yeah. Any of my other live readings, if you use the code mystic stew, which is uh, one of my podcasts, it'll take off 10%. Nice. Um, you can follow me on Facebook or my YouTube channel, 
or TikTok, and those are all under the Spirit Experience. All three of them. Spirit Experience on YouTube is going to bring my YouTube channel. Spirit Experience is going to bring my TikTok. If I get my other TikTok back, I'll, I'll give you another one later. Right, right. Um, and then Facebook and Instagram on Medium David Hansel. And you can write to me at david at theywhispermede.com if you have questions, comments, or anything. And my podcast is Mystic Stew, which is a short-form podcast, and it's like yours, and I just record them. It's just stuff I'm giving you out. I think I'm going to make one about what's going to happen when the possibilities of what would happen to the earth and how people thought when the aliens got here. I wrote this little essay on that. Oh, nice. Um, and it's just an opinion essay. It's just an opinion essay. And then I'm also on another podcast with a good friend of mine who's very talented, medium and Reiki master and Akashic record reader. And her name is Laura Lee Potvin. And on Thursday nights from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on UPRN, we host a show called The Thing at the Foot of the Bed. And that's all about creepy fun stuff. That, see, that sounds really fun, too. All of these things I will put in my show notes because, David, you are fantastic. I've had friends go to you and you have given them readings and they loved their experience with you. So I can't. I'm glad. That's what I go to. I, I, I like the positivity and I love helping people. And, and that's just really all I'm concerned about. That's my entire life now. That's what I came back here to do. Otherwise, I would have stayed there. Right. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. You're amazing. Oh, thank you, Leslie. It's always a pleasure to be in your podcast. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist, and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again, and I will see you next week.